uh, noise is good for us to practice certain aspect yeah uh, but on the other hand when you are doing certain practices it is uh, not so conducive why do I say that so um, you can use noise to practice in terms of your uh, awareness you can use it to practice your patience yeah you can also learn to um, uh, catch your discriminating mind yeah using the noise or the sound the fact that if we call it noise yeah, we are discriminating it's a sound but at the same time uh, the Buddha's instructions to the monks was to practice in Jijing Chu yeah, to practice in quiet places mm. so this is very interesting uh, in the Vinaya, in the teachings to the monks and nuns the Buddha don't advise the monks and nuns to go to noisy places to practice okay, so seems to be a conflict uh. Uh, because we have heard before masters, teachers who say that, oh, you know, places that is uh, very uh, chaotic is good for your practice. Yeah. Then, but on the other hand, the Buddha advised the monks and nuns to find quiet places. Yeah. So what is, the, what is the, going on here? Uh, so when we, um, when we consider the, the Buddha, uh, we can say, I think the Buddha understands the need for most people yeah, in the initial stages to have quiet places to practice. Mm. So when the Zen masters say that, uh, or some of the teachers say that, oh, you know, those places that is uh, noisy is good for practice, uh, it is with regards to um, using what we call ni zhen sang yuan that means opposing conditions to use it transform that opposing conditions to become a cultivation factor yeah. so if you can do that then you can practice in many places but for most people at the start it's a bit difficult mm, a bit difficult so uh, Esther C says, <coughs> yeah. uh, Long time ago, some some years, uh, some years back, back in 2007, when I went to Myanmar for a three months range retreat, uh, I was expecting that it would be like you know, retreat center, quiet and serene. Oh, but it was almost amazing. Uh, there were a lot of sound. Uh, all kinds of insect sounds, the, even the lizard sound was or like really strong, and there were birds and so on. But they were still okay, you know, nature and so on. And then at uh, late at night, nine plus ten, somehow there were some some small houses or something just outside of the retreat center. And they were playing very loud, like discotheque kind of music. Yeah, I was more surprised. Um, so I reported this to the Sayadaw. And yeah, Sayadaw asked me, Are you disturbed by it? <laughs> yeah, I was a bit like, ah. So, uh, clearly I was disturbed by it. 
you know. And then so he told me, he said, um, well, you should, um, did you, he, he asked me whether I noted it. So in the Mahasi tradition, there's this practice of noting whatever processes happen. So when you hear sound, to note hearing, hearing, hearing. And, and in this way, when you do that, if you do it uh, diligently, then uh, in a way, you catch or you interrupt the discriminating process. Because it's very fast. The moment you hear, our minds start to discriminate like or dislike. If you like, then it's music. If you don't like, it's, it's noise. Yeah, so by, by putting in this practice to label it, to note it, yeah, when you hear something, you just hear, hearing, hearing, hearing. Yeah. Uh, it, it changes that response. Mm, changes that response. Uh, so, uh, so when he asked me, did you note it? I'm like, uh, <laughs> well, apparently I wasn't quite noting it initially. So after that, he, uh, uh, oh, so after that, I, I tried to do it, whether it's birds, uh, the insects, all kinds of insect sounds. No, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I think he went to tell them to not play loud music. I don't know whether that was part of part of a test or something. I don't think so. Uh, but uh, after a few days, they stopped playing. Then the, the neighboring monks in the other kuti uh, they started doing chanting late at night, again 9 plus 10. Yeah, and it was for, for a long duration. So because during the retreat, you know, we wake up early in the morning and we sleep early. So at 9 plus 10, we are starting to retire and then started chanting. Uh, so. Initially, you know, fun now. I start to like, oh, I have all kinds of thoughts. How come this place is so noisy? Yeah, got so many sounds. How come there's, there's even uh, music playing somewhere nearby? I thought everybody here should be meditating. How come this, then when there's no more music, how come this, these monks are not sleeping at night? Why are they chanting? <laughs> you know? So our discrimination is very interesting. So after that, I reported again, and again the Sadal said, asked me, "Do you note it?" <laughs> oh, oh gosh, it's a one, one, one stop, you know, fix all kind of solution. Uh, but it, it's interesting, uh, whether it's using this noting method, yeah, or in the Pure Land tradition, they whatever happens, you they, they just bring Amitofo back to mind, or bring the mind back to Amitofo. Yeah. Or in some traditions, when they are practicing mindfulness of the breath, no matter what happens, they just pay attention to the breath. Yeah. Uh, or, in, or another practice is, a uh, long time ago, this venerable teacher us, so, yen kuan bi, bi kuan sing. <laughs> yeah, so basically, still observing the breath, observing the mind. Mm. Uh, all these practices actually can help us. The trouble is uh, whether we are able to do it consistently. Yeah, whether we can do it consistently. Uh, if you can do it, then uh, noise is not no noise. Yeah. 
Um, another method, another practice that I shared in some other classes is uh, especially if you are, I mean during this period we are all uh, you know, spending a lot of time at home. So uh, when we hear some sound, uh, hear with compassion. This is not a theory, uh, this is really a practice that you can do. So it means when you hear whatever sound you hear, uh, you you don't you don't start discriminating and thinking uh, this sound is irritating and so on and so forth. But you go and consider whether there's suffering behind it, uh, whether there's suffering behind it. Mm. Uh, when we do this frequently enough, it becomes a, a natural response and um, compassion arises. When compassion arises, no time to worry or consider, uh, or am I disturbed, do I like it or not? Yeah, no time for that. Mm. 